1: to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get.
0: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, Ding dong, Las Las Culturistas
3: calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers.
2: There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address.
3: Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start
4: We're
5: off the map in international waters.
4: I need some drama, me.
5: Hide that cocaine.
4: Never. In my
5: nose.
4: Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below
5: deck. Woo!
4: Below me.
0: What? Deckhead
5: Anna. What's up, bud? My name's Nick.
4: Yes, I'm Anna. And
5: we host a show together called Deckheads.
4: Guys, we've come so far, I could pee myself. Literally, I do have to use the restroom. But I'll hold it for now.
5: If you haven't peed yourself, why are you all wet?
4: Because that's the life I live. You're a
5: seaman. You, you're, you really do live on the bottom of the boat.
4: I'm seaman.
5: You're a seaman. Like one speck of jizz
4: uh, that grew up into what? a whole person. You know, Did it's you, a beautiful story. You're calling me. Oh, I guess I was at one point jizz. Uh-huh. But I saved it. I I was my father's jizz at one point. I will Whoa. complain about that. Where do you think I came from? My mom? Yeah. Yes. Well, the. the hold on. Seed, hold on. Tell me how again. So. So the. So seed, the, the, the,
5: the parents uh, meet.
4: Yes. The parents meet. They have sex. Then there is a bit of a rat race between the other seamen's. Uh, to get to the egg in time. So they basically, like the movie Rat Race, very similar concept to how reproduction works. Everyone's racing. They want to make the money. They think, hey, if I can uh, get this egg in my biz, I can win the money. And by money, I mean I can leave town. I can grow inside this woman. I can be born. I can then get a job at five years old. And just you know, semen, they don't fully understand the concept of like existence just yet. They learn as they go. And so he's like, I'll get a job at five. Next thing you know, bing, bang, bop. Mm-hmm. I'm a millionaire. What? We're canceled. <laughs> okay, I'll tell her.
5: It was for a different show, don't worry. Got it. One of my shows gets canceled literally every day.
4: What what we show got, got shows, canceled? I guess.
5: No, it was this show. I was just trying to be nice. Uh, right when we got weekly, I mean, what a bummer. So we're almost done with this fucking thing. This whole sailing business, right?
4: Yeah. So, guys, guess what? This- you know what we
5: can do after sail- after the sailing yacht season is over.
4: We could put the
5: masts away. Wish we could just use our engines, my friends. We could cut ties with the lines that hold
4: up these sails. Uh, yeah, um, I love that song. But Thanks. that's not what we're talking about today. Today, Queens, we are talking potentially my favorite episode of the season of Below Deck Sailing Season oh 1, Episode 18. The finale. You're like, the no, finale, wait, the reunion. I mean, the reunion. You're saying the reunion. How can she love the reunion more than anything else? Mostly because it's over. And I got to say, guys, I didn't love this season. I loved maybe episodes 16 and 17 because that's where it really picked up. And then, you know, people started calling out Jen on her bullshit. And people started to really, truly see Adam for the, like, garbage can that he is. And that's what spoke to me. But the rest of the season, I didn't like the, like, toxic work environment. I didn't like the bullying. I didn't think there was enough drama or like anything interesting enough to make up for the fact that there was such a toxic work environment.
5: Wow. Wow. Hot take.
4: I had this problem with season seven as well, but like the perfect season, in my opinion, was Below Deck Med season four. There was, you know, there were hilarious crew members. Aisha, a true fucking gem of this entire Mm -hmm. series. Have you
5: started watching any of season five yet? No,
4: I'm starting tonight. Don't tell me anything. I'm legit so excited.
5: I watched the first one.
4: I bet you did, Queen, and I bet you were so excited. And I'm, I'm excited. So excited. I, I don't know if you can tell from my voice. Like, did you, have you heard me speak so um, positively? Like, the, the intonation of my voice this whole season has been anger. So, yes, I've been speaking vibrantly, but I've been angry. This time, I'm so excited for this trash can to be over, this burning dumpster fire of a season to be over, so I can start the true yeah. fucking hot stuff show Below now, Deck Mediterranean season
5: five. Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, they might break the record uh, for uh, most uh, firings or most new cast members. They currently, I read an article that said they currently have uh, are tied with another season for most cast members in a season.
4: What was but the other season?
5: Done. I forget.
4: Let me think about that. Uh...
5: It was probably when uh, Rocky and Ronnie. And somebody else left that show.
4: Rocky, Whatever, no, no, Rocky one, didn't leave. Leon got fired.
5: Leon oh, oh Don.
4: No, Rocky didn't end up leaving. She jumped off the boat for a hot second, but then came back and finished the season out. <laughs> but um, Don. Don, remember, Ron. you like, just yeah. retired? Ronnie and
5: Donnie. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: No, Leon and Donnie left. But that's two. Right. Leon
5: and Ronnie and Donnie... Connie. Remember Connie?
4: I loved Connie. Connie was probably one of my favorite because she was good at what she did and she was funny and like loved to get naked and jump in the water.
5: Yeah. When people ask me to describe you, I say you're like, you're a little Connie, you're a little Sandy, and you're a lot, Captain Marcus.
4: Okay. That's... (laughs) That's motherfuckery. All right, let's (laughs) get into it. The most
5: confusing insult of all time. Uh, (laughs) Because it's a compliment. Anyway, let's get into it. These people are dressed, rested, and ready to sit in their apartments. It's a Zoom
4: union, peeps. That's right. This is the first official socially distanced (sighs) pandemic reunion we've. Scene, which I'm on guessing below deck, on below it's deck. happened
5: a lot on other shows, yeah, already. yeah.
4: But I'm guessing that the med one season five med will also be like this.
5: Now, my wife tells me that Real Housewives does fully pandemic episodes of like new seasons.
4: Oh, I don't know about that, but I just well, watched. Maybe
5: you need to get a Real Housewives show so you can. Well, out I what the just hell's watched the f-
4: the reunion for Real Housewives of New York, and they're all in person in the reunion. Wow. But every it's like a distance where like everyone's very far away from each other, and I don't fully understand how they're not yelling. Well, I mean, they're all yelling in their arguments, right? Yeah, because like, that's
5: how they talk.
4: But like when Andy's like, "And we have a question for Tinsley," and it's like she can't hear you. You're so far away from <laughs> everyone.
5: <laughs> like. I got to check this out. Sounds funny. But I don't have to do anything. I just will walk into the living room and Lyra will be watching it.
4: Right. But also, I was looking at Sonia Morgan, Real Housewife of New York, Sonia Morgan's Instagram. And she has a photo with Andy Cohen from the reunion. And it's Andy Cohen sitting in his chair. And then way far back, Sonia's like in the photo. And I'm like, what is even the point of this photo? Well, Like, you're genuinely so far away from Andy Cohen. At this point, you guys might as well have each taken separate photos and used, like, a, like, collage app to put you guys together because this is just nonsense Mm. at this point. Anyway, Mm. bravo with their fucking socially distanced bullshit. Just do it over Zoom. Like, I understand it's interesting, it's fun, but, like, I don't know how I feel about it.
5: Well, you know what I think the uh, today's best soap opera is. What? Football. Why? I don't know. I just wanted to talk about football, and I, I we just been talking about Real Housewives for so long. I I had to bring it back to you know something I was interested in. Get Zach back here. We I want to talk sports with him real quick, just for five minutes on the pod. No. Okay.
4: Actually, no. My bad. It wasn't Sonia. It was Ramona Singer.
2: Ah yeah. Okay. Look at that
4: photo. Yeah. She's clearly yeah. like ten feet behind she him. That the photo is almost him. useless. It looks great though. Here's another photo of them, like all Oh, great. This is my favorite together. part of the
5: podcast where you show me
4: <laughs> photos from okay. your
5: phone on okay. my Zoom. Okay. Anyway, yes, I lost a hundred dollars yesterday on the Cowboys game and oh. I was robbed because the refs made a bad call right last second. And right. I'm furious, and it's affected my whole day.
4: All right, let's get into it. Sorry for showing photos. If you want to see the photos I'm talking about, go to Ramona Singer of New York Housewives Instagram. All right, so it's the reunion, bitches. Glenn apparently is still on board the Parsifal, but he's in Spain in a shipyard. And I'm curious, what does it mean when you're in a shipyard? Does that mean the boat's out of the water, and is it, like, on a trailer I think so. Hmm. You see it sometimes:
5: characters in TV shows living on boats, on land, on trailers, hitched up.
4: How does the boat balance? It's so surreal to me. I guess there's everything. There's things that hold it up, but like boats and shipyards is an interesting concept to me because, and it's weird to like be living in a boat that's not. I'm looking at
5: shipyards here. And they're all docks. Oh. So all the boats look like they're on water. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, there's not a single picture that I'm looking at where a boat is not in the water.
4: Hmm. Okay, so that makes sense. I I thought it was like your boat's out of the water and like on a trailer or something. And then you like just live in the boat that's on a trailer. But like that concerns me that you actually can't have too much movement on your boat. Because what if it falls off the trailer? I, of course, know nothing about any of this. I don't
5: know, man. We got to get some boat experts up in here. Actually, damn it. I forgot. I am a boat
4: expert. Mm -hmm.
5: That's crazy. So I guess I have the official word. Um, Shipyards uh, leave your boat on the water, I guess.
4: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Well, yeah. So Glenn's in Spain on the Parsifal. Adam is on a ranch in Oregon. Jenna's in Canada. Madison is in Fort Collins, Colorado. Georgia's in George, South Africa.
5: hilarious is Andy Cohen, every time someone says where they are, he is like legitimately blown away like he's never been on an airplane.
4: I think it's more like the time zones. Like everyone's in such wild time zones to him that he's like, wow.
5: Yeah, well, either way, he looks like a, a six-year-old who's, like, just learning about the tooth berry.
4: Well, he had COVID, so he's probably still recovering. He had Coke? What? COVID.
5: Ah, uh, Coke. Let's see. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I guess these celebrities, they're doing a lot of Coke. I guess if you want to say, Andy was, Cohen is a Coke
4: I said addict. COVID. He's, he Officially, had COVID. I feel is that like what
5: you want to say? This
4: was pretty soon after okay. he got COVID, right?
5: Let's do it!
4: This was pretty soon after he got COVID, right?
5: Yeah, must have been. Yeah, if you were standing next to a guy who got COVID, you'd stand 10 feet back, too.
4: Sure. But um, I'm saying, like, timeline-wise, he had COVID, and then pretty soon after, I feel like this reunion happened.
5: Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Okay.
4: Okay. Moving on. So, yeah, Georgia says she's in George, South Africa, and she says that she's written some more songs from what people have heard on the show. Paget and Ciara are in Italy, and they said they haven't been outside in two months, and they're also on a shipyard. And Parker is in Larksburg, Colorado, and Byron is at home in Mallorca.
5: <clears throat> All right. I got the timeline. Okay. Andy Cohen tests positive for coronavirus headlines March 20th. Okay.
4: 2020. Okay. This year. Okay.
5: The reunion for Below Deck Sailing Yacht aired June 1st.
4: Okay. So he had some time to Of recover.
5: 2018. JK. 20,
4: okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So yeah, he, he had some time.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: That's good. Okay. So, yeah, they get into Georgia, Paget, and Ciara's relationship. Ciara says she wasn't bothered by Georgia and Paget, I guess, flirting, but she says Georgia could have gone about it in a more respectful way, and so could have Paget. but she won't fight for someone who doesn't want her. And Ciara says they could have been more respectful by seeing a taken man as taken and being off limits. And Georgia says she understands that, but she flirted with everyone, including Glenn, who she says she was going to marry for a green card. And well, Glenn's I like, would
5: have loved to see that.
4: Glenn's like, He-he, yeah, that's true. He-he.
5: I would love to see Glenn hook up with like the young's youngest Stu on the next season. Oh, no. And just like, uh, you know, hop all over her body. Oh, I don't like that. I think it's going to happen.
4: Glenn, but he's like, don't get any ideas, bitch. I won't marry you.
5: (laughs) Actually, I kind of hope Glenn and Byron get together.
4: That'd be sweet. But Byron's taken in Mallorca.
5: I know, but maybe he's gay.
4: Have you ever been to Mallorca?
5: No, but I've been to La Jolla.
4: Okay, La Jolla.
5: <laughs> I tried to say it wrong because I always think it's called Lahala. Now I'm, now I don't even know. I'm accidentally getting it right.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. So Padgett says on boats, you can find friendships where you have good banter that can overstep the boundaries of joking. And he didn't just do that with Georgia. He said he flirted with Brian too, basically. Byron, not Brian. And Byron shows him the middle finger, which. Funny Byron. Byron almost doesn't say a goddamn thing. Have you noticed that during this reunion?
5: Yeah. Byron has no conflicts.
4: Yeah. Well, Jenna says she would not be okay with how Padgett acted with Georgia because she's a very reactive person. And she has no problem telling the guests who her boyfriend is. So she'd have no problem telling the crew who her boyfriend is. And Paget said he felt he owed Ciara apology for his behavior so because he had to put himself in Ciara's position. And had he had been in Ciara's position and saw her, like, flirting with another guy, he may have uh, stepped up and said something. be Like, hey, that's my girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Georgia decided to tell Ciara about her crush on Paget before she left because she didn't think it was cool to snake Ciara like that. And Paget says if he was single, he probably would have not gone for Georgia because they were in a workplace. But Ciara's like, I think Paget's trying not to get slapped right now. Also, Chiara, Ciara is chugging wine through this entire reunion. She is not having it.
5: It's very funny that he keeps mentioning how much wine they're drinking. Yeah. And there's no way to track it, but it would be very funny to sit down and be like, "Honey, we're going to drink 4 bottles of wine during this reunion as a joke."
4: A joke. I think it looked like it was mostly Ciara drinking and Pasha I think it was both
5: of them. There. But I think it would be fun if I were them cuz you don't have to go in. Yeah. So there's no reason not to do anything like they should be taking mushrooms. Okay. They should do a thing where they all take mushrooms, and then they have a reunion. That and, would you know, they don't be, have to come in. It doesn't have to be dangerous.
4: That would be miserable for me, to the idea of having to be on like a watch what happens live on mushrooms.
5: Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's awful for them. But yeah. it'll be, I think it might be interesting to watch
4: it would stress me out we might get out. some more truth they're like okay steve from north carolina wants to know why you're such a piece of shit and <laughs> you're like on oh, mushrooms like um oh jenna's like
5: yeah well you know what uh, fine i've never ha- been in love and actually when i was in high school they did kind of a carry situation on me and look i'm not confident. And the hot guy ex- expressed interest in me once. And so I kind of threw out everything I've ever known or loved or cared about for a one chance at being with the cool guy. Now, I realized he ended up being abusive, uh, but I still didn't want to leave him. Um, anyway, I... Made the lives of Georgia and Madison miserable for Adams' amusement because he kind of had a cult leader like, hold on me. And anyway, I just wanted to say that something I wouldn't have said had I not taken a lot of mushrooms.
4: Now imagine being another person on mushrooms listening to that, like, like TMI, dude. What
0: <laughs> the fuck? Like, yeah, just I look am at the tripping, trees, dude. dude. I don't need this sort of vibes <laughs> right
4: now. <laughs> like, you're just like, dude. No oh, one asked for fair. your fucking like break. Like, I hate your therapist, dog. I'm on shrooms.
5: Sure, I just came here to tell everyone I love them.
4: Yeah, oh, we had fun. So yeah, Parker, like his eyes, just like Parker's eyes were doing some weird stuff. Oh, his, Parker, you know
5: he's all hopped up already. You know that guy's got a uh, freaking. Uh hacky sack under each <laughs> under each ball sack.
4: Yeah. So apparently Georgia Page and Ciara ended up working together after this, but Ciara says the threesome was never on the table. And Georgia says, I'm more of a main course than a side dish. Andy Cohen's like, but what about being a guest star?
5: Yeah, being a guest star is the best t- best part. Yeah. And he says that like three times and then she's like she just ignores him.
4: Yeah, she's like no.
5: She's like no, I had my quip. I wrote that. Quip quip
4: quip quip quip. Pageants Pageant Ciara basically say that they fuck in the bathroom to get wow. their fucks out.
5: They don't fuck.
4: You're right. Let's take a That'd quick break. That'd be like break. fucking
0: your daughter for him.
4: Jesus Christ. Let's take a quick what? break and we'll be right back. <laughs> so they bring chris in from tight 20 seconds and they're like chris where are you and chris is like oh i'm back in england bad accent and he says that he's been feeling better since he got back and saw specialists like his back and shit and they get into parker's bullshit now that they have chris here and and parker says he regrets letting his emotions get the best of him and he says that he would work with everyone there again but he gets that he was difficult to work with, but he was new to the size and scale of that sailing yacht. And Paget says he thinks Parker's a great guy and has a big heart, but unfortunately, the yachting industry is very fast-paced, so there wasn't enough time to show Parker everything he needed to know to be an efficient deckhand. And Parker says he does not regret resigning, and he trusted Glenn's judgment. And Glenn says he thinks Parker can come back and work on a boat like Parsifal, but he just had a lot on his head with his inexperience and he just had to, he had a lot to learn and he struggled. And Chris says, it was obvious everyone was pleased he was there and happy he was an experienced deckhand when he came in and knew what he was doing. And Jenna, oh my God, Jenna. Jenna's like, hey, Parker, like, I just want you to know, like, I was totally joking about the breastfeeding stuff because I thought you would get it and it would like connect us all. Um, and like people would call me like horse face and armadillo head and we all like joked and stuff. And I'm like, who, who? called her horse face? <laughs> I was like, why armadillo head? Like who is calling you these things? You're allowed to be like, hi, please don't insult me.
5: Yeah. If someone called you horse face, I feel like that would have made it to air.
4: I guess not. She said a lot of things of her being insulted didn't make it to air. I bet they
5: did, Jenna. Only the things that you did bad got good. Oh, man. I don't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. I genuinely don't believe a word that comes out of her mouth.
4: Well, that's the thing. It's like, who is calling you horse face? And who has pronounced
5: it to you genuinely?
4: Canada, apparently.
5: No. I looked it up. And we talked about it last
4: time. That's right. And I can't recall what was the. No one says
5: genuinely.
4: Hmm. Hmm. Well, Madison says
5: there's only genuine. That's right.
4: Wine. Uh, Ride it, my pony. Yeah. So Madison says there's a difference between having a rapport with someone and then making them making someone uncomfortable and maliciously bullying them. And Jenna threaded this line and crossed it at times and Madison was hurt by a lot of it and said that she would come into the galley and Jenna would be making fun of her liking Parker and that really hurt her feelings. And Jenna says that she was trying to include everyone by, I guess, making fun of everyone. And Madison says that, actually, Madison felt very excluded by Jenna. And Jenna apologizes but Madison's like, uh... Madison says Jenna went out of her way to punish her. But Jenna's like, anyone who was watching would know when I was like, I'm going to punish Madison. It was a joke. And I was like, I didn't get that. Did you get that it was a joke? No. Felt pretty much like she was punishing her.
5: It Jokes are funny, right?
4: I um, guess. If you
5: think you made a joke and not one person found it funny, I have... I have uh, bad news. You didn't make a joke.
4: Also, if no one could tell it was a joke, it's not really a joke.
5: Yeah, but also, yeah, no, it's not a joke. Look, I have written a lot of jokes in my life. And what I've e- done even more of is written things that I thought were jokes, but were not jokes. hmm And it's okay. You just have to own up to it. If you say something that's hurtful and it's not a joke and they tell you it's not a joke, then you have to say, I'm sorry. You don't say, I thought it was a joke because that just makes you a bad comedian.
4: Or just saying like, everyone knew that was a joke. Everyone but you got the joke. Everyone's like, I I didn't get that joke.
5: Oh, no, that's a joke. Yeah, we loved it. Me and you.
4: Just because you assumed that does not mean it has any basis in fact.
5: Hey, you know what happens when you assume?
4: Uh, it turns into a joke.
5: Hmm. Yeah. No, that's it.
4: Yeah. So Georgia does a little bit of both sides in it, which is unnecessary. I'm not even going to repeat what she said because I was like, dude, just don't do this. But anyway. Chris says if Parker had a shot, if he had just pushed through to the end of the season, he could have learned through some of the issues. But working with a couple is very hard. Thank you for saying that, Chris. Mm -hmm. Everyone says they would work with Parker again. And then they're like, get lost, Chris.
5: That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Why say that? Why do you have to say that? A guy left. He left. He left. And? I've never heard of it, of of anyone being like, that's a guy who I want in my corner. When the going gets rough, he leaves.
4: Well, I mean, he was basically told to leave.
5: Well, yeah, but he wasn't told to leave.
4: Well, I mean, he kind of was.
5: I mean, he wasn't. Though.
4: But the pressure was on for him to get the fuck out.
5: It was, but he was not told to leave. because but He was like, you should because he couldn't hear Glenn because Glenn was was yelling. It was kind of windy that day, and he was so far down.
4: Right. So Madison's- Hey, get off my boat.
5: What? What are you saying, bro? Three little birds sit by my doorstep.
4: Oh, my God. One of
5: them's named Glenn.
4: What is this? Oh, he okay. is the size of
5: a bird. Because He's singing this on his ukulele.
4: Parker is, yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This video podcast I'm working on is really going to clear some stuff up.
4: Yeah. So Madison says she is uh, talking to someone right now, but not dating, but that someone is in the Bravo family. And Andy Cohen's like, well, the producers told me you're following Colin from Below Deck Med and Luke from Summer House. And then she goes out of her way to be like, well, it's definitely not Colin and I was like yeah what the fuck (laughs) I was like okay dude poor Colin you
5: know Colin's mom was watching that she's
4: like Colin you didn't
5: tell me you were in love and then devastation and she's like oh is that Colin Colin probably killed himself
4: no that's so sad Colin's fine he's just I guess not dating Madison, I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. it's Luke from Summerhouse. I need to look him up. Let's see what this fool looks like. Okay, he looks like the most basic white guy ever.
5: Ever? More than me?
4: Luke Goldbrinson. Luke Goldbrinson? Mm. Oh my god, he's so white. He looks like a vampire. He's so white. Oh, bro. Okay. Oh, Why so white so is bad
5: right, it's bad. I yeah.
4: No, I just <laughs> No, right. no,
5: no, I know it is. <sighs> I forget. I forget.
4: Okay, yeah, there's an article that's like, Is Madison from Below Deck sailing yacht dating Luke from Summerhouse? What do you think, Nick?
5: I don't know. I have opinions that I don't want to share. What does that mean? I don't know anything about Summer House. But I think that one of the girls that we're talking about on Summer House dates my friend. We're not and
4: talking I've about And I've got
5: to say, I think they're all girls. great. I think they're all doing great. So, you know, I just want to say shout out to everyone at Summer House. Say, good job, guys. You're killing it. And I'm a big fan. And I'll catch you next
4: season. Well, whatever. I hope they fall in love and get married.
5: Oh, for sure.
4: Just kidding. Little. So, yeah, it's not Colin, which I thought was a bit of a low blow, like leave him alone. And so Ciara said, Ciara's drinking a ton of wine on her Zoom, and Andy Cohen can't stop pointing it out. And they started talking about all the crazy guests they had on the show. Apparently, Marshall from the Long Island guys, uh, the shrimp cocktail yelling guy, ap- reached out and apologized for his his behavior. And they're like he's yeah, just Yeah, he
5: probably a- just wanted to smash though.
4: But he, they were like he's just a nice cuddly guy. Oh, he came off terribly, but he's just actually a very lovable teddy bear.
5: Yeah, that that guy's a monster.
4: Yeah, I was like, okay.
5: He got bodies. What does that mean? He got bodies he, in his yard.
4: Oh, a basement. Yeah. Why would you keep him in your yard? That's like too obvious.
5: No, you, you dig a hole. Oh,
4: buried in yard. You don't his just yard.
5: lay them out.
4: Okay, well, then you say buried in his yard.
5: I say what I say because <laughs> I'm in the industry and you don't English know the
4: English is not your first language, I know.
5: No, my first language is uh, patois.
4: Mm-hmm. Nope, don't do it. So Madison says... <laughs> Thank you for my daily reminder. Oh, <laughs> Lord. No. So Madison okay. says her and Parker handled the Long Island guys well. And if the crew's asleep, she would rather have them sleeping. And she didn't tell Glenn about the guests picking her up and using her as a weight. And she said it's a different world than yachting, and it just is what it is. You just can't complain about guests because that's your tip, and they're paying.
5: Yeah, you got to let him sexually assault you.
4: Sorry. Yeah, and Jenna says they were all really struggling with the Long Island Charter. And Glenn says he had faith in Madison and Parker during that charter. And he thinks they handled the night well. And they woke him up when it was necessary. And so, yeah, they did well. Uh, Byron says the worst part of living with Glenn is his farts. And then Pageant and Ciara also confirm that Glenn farts a lot. And then Glenn says he's never farted in his life.
5: Oh, my God.
4: And they say, Glenn says that uh, usually the captain has his own quarters, but they just didn't have the room on this boat. And then, out of fucking nowhere, we have Uh Captain Sandy pops in. Why, you might ask. But I guess we learned that the premiere of Below Deck Med Season 5 was right after this reunion, so they thought they would pop Captain Sandy in to give her opinion. Also,
5: they tease her like, we've got a an incredible special guest on the show. Like, it's going to be Parker's girlfriend or something. Like, something that would be legitimately, like, curious. I thought it was going to be Parker's girlfriend. It was fucking Sandy.
4: Yeah, She's not a part of this.
5: Fuck out of here, Sandy.
4: Yeah, they they bring Sandy in to basically comment on Adam. She says that she didn't notice any differences between Adam on sailing yacht versus the med boat. She says what you see is what you get in a somewhat accusatory manner, which I appreciated because I was like, he's a piece of shit. And then she says she would never share a cabin like Glenn did, and then she leaves. <laughs> she like, just came
5: in to be like Glenn, you a buster? <laughs>
4: yeah, I was like you're a loser <laughs> for doing that. Gotta go. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so funny. A lot, bravo for that great drop in. But Captain Sandy seems thirsty in a way, like
5: yeah. Also, on the next season. Like, on her first meeting with everyone, she's like, my last charters have hardened me. Now I'm a bitch. Well, she said that on season four. She's gone full Captain Lee.
4: She said that on season four as well.
5: Yeah, well, she said it again.
4: Well, that's understandable.
5: She's using old script.
4: Yeah. But I understand why she's been hardened because you got, like, fucking Hannah and, yeah. And Malia's back to fuck everyone on the boat. Just joke.
5: Oh, sure. That's awesome.
4: It's funny that Malia, like, ruined Adam as a human being.
5: Uh, yeah, that's the thing, man. You know, it's like, it's like Lance Armstrong going back to win one last Tour de France. And that's mm-hmm. why he got caught.
4: Because mm-hmm.
5: he just couldn't leave well enough alone and had to go back one more time after r- years of retirement. And, uh. And then he lost and then he got busted and then his whole career and, you know, his whole life is over.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: That's Adam, man. Adam had such a shitty first season where we hated him so much. He was such an asshole loser prick. And then he had that second season where he was just boring as hell because he was like, I'm not going to do anything with anybody mm-hmm. and I'm not going to have any storylines. And we were like, mm-hmm. he is a good guy. And then he's like, well, I'll do one more. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, you're a psychopath. That should be in an institution. I see.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's not label him such things. Uh, he is no, definitely a monster. I mean,
5: I understand that it, I don't, it, you don't want it to seem like an insult. I'm just saying, I mean, he is.
4: Yeah, no, I agree. So yes, they get into, so this is the part that really pops off. But actually, before we get into the pop-off, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we will talk about Jenna and Adam's relationship because, oh boy, exclamation point.
0: Hey, my name's Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose,
4: back oh boy again so yeah they get into Jenna and Adam's relationship they are no longer together and they say the show was difficult for them and it's hard based off the way they came off and basically they're like why aren't you guys together Jenna says Adam can answer that and then Adam kind of just doesn't answer the question and says it was hard for them to basically deal with watching the show back and Adam says he has no one to blame but himself based off how he came off on the show and he accepts the consequences and Jenna says after the show ended, Adam and her road trip to San Francisco together, and she met his family, and then they drove across the country to her hometown and back and forth a few times. Then they spent Christmas at her family's, and then there were complications with the show and how they were both dealing with that, and it was hard because everyone had their opinion. And Adam says watching their fights back on the show only made them stronger, though, because they could reflect on them. Jenna says she asked Georgia to lie to Adam about the guy they both hooked up with cuz he was taking it so personally but it like wasn't like that. And Georgia says that Adam had an idea of how he wanted Jenna to be. And when she wasn't like that, he wanted her to change to fit his requirements and he shamed her for having a past and that was not okay. And Adam says that he got mad cuz they were gloating about it at work while he was stressed out. And Jenna says you shouldn't have to break off parts of you to please your partner, and she doesn't want judgment. No, f-
5: especially when you're uh, having a fling on a boat, you
4: idiot, at work. Yeah.
5: You are acting like this, you have your whole life wrapped up in this man. And it's like, I'll, I can't leave him. He's my family. We got six kids, we share a house. Neither of you have a house, you're homeless. Mm -hmm. You just walk the other direction and you've separated 100% of your entanglements. Mm
0: -hmm.
5: Just walk down the
4: block. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Georgia says she didn't want Jenna to feel like she has to lie about anything she's done. And Adam, being a true piece of shit, goes, you just feel that way because you were Jenna's subordinate. And Georgia has a great line where she goes, no, it's because she's a human fucking being. And I was like, why would you even say that, Adam? It just makes you look like dead and cold, which you clearly are. And you clearly Mm -hmm. need therapy if you think that behavior was okay. Like, he doesn't understand. It was really fucked up in that moment, what he said. And it really showed how little empathy he even has towards the situation with Jenna. I mean, like the situation between that fight where he got upset and he's like, stop laughing. It's not funny. Jenna's not allowed to have a past.
5: Yeah, he's on a different planet emotionally. He's not capable of being fully there for a partner.
4: No. And not being like terribly, terrible, rude, terribly rude to them if he's upset.
5: No, I mean, he just isn't a partner. He can't be a partner. Right. He's a solo. He's a solo act. yeah, he's a solo act. He's yeah. a singles tennis player.
4: Yeah. Facts. Uh, Madison says, even after Jenna was shitting t- shitty to her, when she heard that Adam had called Jenna psychotic, she said, fuck him for calling her that because no man should treat a woman like that. And Jenna, who's a fucking idiot, takes this opportunity to be like, Madison, stop trying to sell yourself by saying you were being supportive of me, even though I was a dick to you. And or Madison's like, dude, shut up. I was, you were literally laying in bed all day crying about how he called you psychotic, and I was trying to console you.
5: Console.
4: Wait, what is it? Console you. Consol-
5: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just being funny.
4: Oh, I've lost my mind. Console. <laughs> console. Console. Yeah, it's fine. I'm like genuine, genuinely,
5: genuinely cons- consoled.
4: Mm-hmm. See, even like Jenna's, she can't help but like fall back into the toxic behavior of like defending Adam. Hmm. And I agree. Madison shouldn't have to console Jenna because Jenna sucks. I'd be like, yeah, he called you psychotic. I'm sorry to hear that, but that's your problem. You should go yeah, talk to so him. So
5: here's what you should do. Leave him. And also me alone. Yeah. Goodbye.
4: Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry he's calling you names, but like, sounds like you should talk to him directly about his issues with you.
5: It's like the most concerning behavior. And you've been dating for eight
4: days. Mm-hmm. And you want to stay with him. She actively admits on the show that she likes toxic men and she's just not ready to like stop getting into toxic relationships.
5: Right. Or she, he just reminds her of
4: her dad or whatever. Whatever. She, well, she says herself that she just dates toxic men. There's a point right. where she's like, I know this is direct, heading in a toxic direction, but I'm not ready to like. Stop yeah, doing there's that. really
5: s- scary language she, she uses like really quickly. Yeah. Like the first time he got like mad and broke up with her, you know, something he did like three times and. I'm sure that 20 minutes. If if you date him for a year, he's done it 48 times to you.
4: Right. I don't know. I, I mean the fact that she's very self-aware
5: is the scariest part because yeah. she's still not doing anything. No. And it's so new. I can't. <sighs> yeah. I can't. I'm so sad for her. There's so many Jennas. Everybody knows a Jenna.
4: Yeah, so Ciara says there has to be a good balance when you're a couple in yachting because your only reason for being there is the guests. so your issues with the crew should be very minor. And I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? Are you just talking to talk? Because I don't get what you're saying. I couldn't really, like, figure out what she meant in the context of Adam I and Jenna know. dating.
5: She's uh, lost it. Hmm.
4: Well, Jenna asks, did any guest complain about service once? And only her and Adam say no. And everyone else is like, shut up. And they ask if Jenna and Adam will ever get back together. And Adam says, that's no one's business but him and Jenna's. And I'm like, Jenna, do not get back together with him.
5: And then also it's like, yeah, we get it. But you're you're a show. Uh, We have a show based on your life. I don't know if you knew about that. But you have makeup on. You fucking crazy person. Tell us.
4: Yeah, so we get into the interior drama now, and Jenna tries to defend her behavior of sitting around with Adam in the crew mess by saying all those shots we saw were at the end of the day when she was done with work. And she's like, I needed somewhere to hang out with my boyfriend. Like, Ciara and Paget had their room, but, like, I didn't have anywhere. It's like, then go in your room.
5: Also, they're a married couple.
4: Yeah. And you guys met 20 minutes nobody.
5: ago. And that guy is going to hurt you. Physically.
4: Also, like, Adam and Jenna could either go in Jenna's room or Adam's room. Like, not like a communal space. I think the idea is, like, don't be, like, humping in a communal space. Your room is fine because your roommates will go in and out, but they won't be there the whole time. Sure. I don't know. So, Madison says she she was annoyed that Jenna told Glenn that she was staying up till 4 a.m. And she says she would stay up late to have a meal after a long day and then sit down and try and talk to someone without having a camera in her face. Like she just needed to interact with someone because she was having a tough time. And Jenna says there were a lot of miscommunications between them. And Madison says, no, it's just more that Jenna was concerned with Adam. And of course, Georgia both sides it again, which is unnecessary. And then Madison says Georgia would act one way to her and then one way to Jenna. And Jenna says Madison would scapegoat Georgia. And then Georgia says she felt both her superiors didn't like that she got along with the other and it was very tough with her.
5: That's a good point. Yeah. Where she's just like, I'm not gonna, I like, I support you, but also I'm not gonna fight my boss because she doesn't have a problem with me. Yeah. I understand that she has a problem with you and that sucks, but this does not need to suck for me because there's nothing I can do about it.
4: Yeah. But I mean, Jenna was shitty to Georgia too.
5: Yeah. And no, George, I hate two sizers too. I'm a total Madison dog. Yeah.
4: But yeah, I, I Some just. Somebody like, call me
5: Ashley Madison.
4: I'm just annoyed that Georgia couldn't admit that like Jenna created a very toxic work environment. Like Madison was trying to like put forth. Like she kept being like, she was really shitty to me too. And it's like, okay, okay, go on. That's stupid. I don't know. Jenna says she felt she could trust Madison with the guests and service and hope that they'd have a good relationship. And then Madison gets upset that Georgia never has her back. And then Jenna says it's hard for herself and her cruel behavior on TV, like laughing about punishing and making people cry with Adam when she says she knows her character and she knows her intentions were good and she wasn't trying to hurt anyone and she even reached out and apologized to Madison after filming. Mm. It's very hard to like take that seriously to be like, so it's hard for you to watch yourself being cruel on TV because you know your intentions were good and you weren't trying to hurt anyone because like people who aren't trying to hurt anyone
5: don't hurt anyone?
4: No, they don't act like you acted on this show. Like, your intentions weren't good. Your intentions were to, like, get Adam to fall in love with you at all costs. hmm Yeah. So Madison said Jenna hurt her maliciously and made her life a living hell. And Jenna doesn't understand how she made her life a living hell and stuff. And then Ciara pops back in and says that the interior lacked communication and it could have helped them. And Glenn says if you're going to succeed in this industry you have to let things slide and you can't be too confrontational with the people you're working with. And Georgia says if Adam wasn't or if Jenna wasn't so obsessed with Adam, she would have paid enough attention to the fact that Madison and her were having issues with Jenna and like taking it in. And Jenna says it would have been different if she wasn't with Adam and she knows that. And it was difficult to manage a relationship, a crew, a new job on this yacht and the Service and she apologizes and she genuinely means it (sighs) because apparently she's like, Everyone thinks I apologize and I don't mean it, but I genuinely mean it. And I just want to say, emphasizing the you and genuinely doesn't make it sound more genuine, but whatever. I hope she means it. I genuinely hope,
5: yeah. I genuinely hope,
4: I genuinely hope Jenna means it when she apologizes because I do think like. She could be a good person if, if Adam hadn't been in the situation. We would not have seen this side to her. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not who she is and Adam brought it out, but I don't know. because I don't know, Jenna. I'm just going based off what I saw on the show, which was very cruel and fucked up. Ugh. Well, Madison says at the end of the day, she would turn on her shower and cry because she was so like fucked up from having to work on that boat. And uh, she says Jenna didn't apologize until two months after the season started airing. And Jenna says she wrote Madison a letter to try and make things better. And Madison said she left the show feeling horrible about herself, which is, I feel bad for Madison, but I can understand. Like I probably would have been in Madison's boat as well. But wow. What
1: are you going to do?
4: I would have cried every day. Like Madison did. So, Jenna says that she would work with Georgia again but Madison would do better with another style of leadership and Jenna says her biggest regret is that she prides herself on building relationships and she does sincerely apologize to Madison and Georgia for making them feel bad and then she starts crying and says she has been really bothered by some of the beha- some of her behavior she starts crying uh,
5: she had the whole episode to Genuinely tell people that she's sorry. She didn't. She defended herself at every point and blamed it at every point. And then at the end, as if by a script, she's like, Right, I was going to pretend to cry at the end and be like, Get my fans back.
4: Yeah, I don't know, man. It wasn't interesting. She
5: bad, dude. She bad. She real bad.
4: Well, yeah, she starts crying. She says, She was really bothered by some of her behavior and has reflected on it quite a bit. And she hopes they know that. And it's like, hope. But what have you learned? you
5: reflected on it? What are you talking about? You read
4: tweets? She had like very vague language. And I was like, I need more info.
5: Yo, this woman has learned nothing. This woman is going to vote for Trump. Well, she lives in Canada, so no, she's not. Not anymore. She lives in Florida, dog. She does?
4: Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay.
5: She moved from Florida recently. I saw it on her Instagram. She moved from Canada or whatever since she's been, like, hiding out during Quar. But uh, now she's in Flor.
4: Madison says she thinks there should have been certain conversations that they had privately instead of on this reunion. And Jenna said, and she says she wished Jenna would have called her and told her, hey, you know, I was a dick. And then Madison was like, yeah, I was too emotional. And Jenna's like, I tried to call you. Adam knows firsthand how much it hurt to watch this all back. Adam was there when I tried to call you. And I'm like, then what happened? Why didn't Madison get the call? Then Madison, like, turns. After Jenna starts crying, Madison's like, I don't want anything to do with this. It's it's a very quick turn. You can just see her be like, wait, no, I'm not doing this with Jenna and her crybaby ass. And Madison says, it's a new season, and this all happened a year ago, and she accepts apology, and she doesn't have any bad blood with anyone, and she doesn't have any more energy to give anyone that is being negative. She quickly shuts it down so she can get out of this interaction. And Adam says he doesn't have any regrets, just shit decisions that you learn from. And then he basically says that he despises yachty, yachting, and this is probably the last time we'll see him, thank God. And that's the end of the reunion.
1: Wow.
5: Boat facts.
4: Oh, what a time to be alive. I'm so glad this season is over. But yes, it's time for boat facts with Nikki tees.
5: Yo. Yeah. I got a boat back from a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.
4: Yes! Yes!
5: Titled, Fun to Revisit an Old Favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can only assume they mean me. Uh, From Lovely113Z. That's nonsense. I love Below Deck, but haven't ever gone back to watch the first few seasons. It's fun to revisit the past seasons, even if I sometimes disagree with the hosts. Rocky? Really? Five question marks. Uh, she's, this person is referring to the fact that you didn't fall in love with Rocky and she doesn't know why.
4: Okay, no. Anyway. I just want to say we did review, we did read this review before, but it looks like they updated and added a boat fact.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for the momentum <laughs>
4: Okay, sorry.
5: stuffer. Sorry. All right, boat fact. In 1945, A German U-boat sank due to a toilet malfunction. The sub was fitted with a new deep high-water, water water high-pressure toilet system, which allowed them to be used while running at depth. Flushing these facilities was extremely complicated and special technicians were trained to operate them. Apparently, they weren't trained well enough. Wow. Um, What do you think about that?
4: So a toilet sank the boat?
5: Yeah, supposedly. So they had been working on it for years, the next generation of undersea plumbing. They were at the forefront. But the system only worked when the submarine floated near the surface where the water pressure was low. So as the war progressed, submarines were increasingly dead meat in shallow water or on the surface. Um, By 1945, their top mines had produced newfangled deep water, high pressure toilet which allowed them to flush while submerged deep below the waves. But the toilet was extremely complicated because first it directed human waste through a series of chambers to a pressurized airlock. The contraption then blasted it into the sea with compressed air, sort of like a poop torpedo. That's this article's language on warisboring.com, not mine. Okay. A specialist on each submarine received training on proper toilet operating procedures. And there was an exact order of opening and closing valves to ensure the system flowed in the correct direction. So this guy, Carl Adolf Schlitt, eight days into their first combat patrol of the war, the submarine uh, was 200 feet below the surface of the North Sea. And this guy was just the captain. He was like, I'll just do it. He's He wasn't the technician. But he's like, I can figure it out. I'm not an idiot. Right. So um, he turned the wrong valve and accidentally unleashed a torrent of sewage and seawater back into the sub.
6: Jesus.
5: And it filled the toilet compartment and began to stream down the side of the submarine's giant internal batteries located directly beneath the bathroom, which reacted chemically and began producing chlorine gas. And as the gas filled the submarine, he frantically ordered the boat to the surface. The crew blew the ballast tanks and fired their torpedoes in an effort to improve the flooded vessel's buoyancy. And then it got worse when they reached the surface because they took damage from an air attack when they, took, when they got to the surface. And it blew up. And then the crew reached the Scottish coast in rubber dinghies. And uh, several men were captured, and several men were dead. Jesus. But Schlitt survived the war and died in 2009.
4: Oh, okay. Well, pretty interesting and pretty toilety.
5: Yeah. So that's what our listeners want to hear, apparently.
4: Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, thanks for that boat fact, Nikki T's. Anytime. I'd hate to be killed by a toilet, I'm not going to lie.
5: Oh yeah, kill me with a bathtub for sure. Sure. All right. Well, I will see you in hell. Well, I guess we're we're staying in the Mediterranean.
4: Yeah, so we will be in the Med for the next episode? so many
5: episodes. It's going to be at least 20 episodes.
4: Yeah, no, I think it is 20 episodes, actually.
5: Wow. Big season. SVU, the number one show in the franchise. Killing it every time. Can't wait. So excited. Let's fucking do this. Let's watch this shit tonight.
4: Yeah, we are. We're going to watch tonight. Text me some nonsensical shit later. Okay, well, it's not necessary. You
5: did send me something good today. Oh, the mushroom thing.
4: Yes, I did. Anyway. Okay, guys. um, Thanks so much for listening. This has been Below Deck Sailing Season 1, Episode 18, The Reunion. We're done with the first season of Below Deck Sailing. We'll see how the second season does. I hope it's fucking better because I did not enjoy this spinoff. All right, guys, follow us at DeckHeadsPod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at DeckHeadsPod at gmail.com. I'm at Anna Hostney. and Nick is at Nick's Turners. Leave us a five-star review like that. Wonderful, lovely, did. You can put a boat fact in it. You can just say something nice. Or you can just go click the little five-star to kind of just bump us up in our ratings. We would really enjoy that. It would just make our lives. Check out our merch on TeePublic, baby. You can get it yourself, uh, hopefully soon, a Master of Boat Facts shirt. All right, guys, that's that. Nice talking to you. Have a good life, Nick. Deckheads
5: is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening.